you know, there's always those little clicks you have to do when you go live to make sure that the sound is down right and the, the music is being recorded properly. <laughs> and many times I get that stuff because I'm so excited. Welcome everybody. This is 360 Performance on a Friday, every Friday at 11 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time. And are any of you forgetting about that? Mountain Standard versus Mountain Daylight, Eastern Daylight versus Eastern Standard. I don't care, just make sure I'm on time. Just don't call me late for dinner, Mom. That's all I wanna make sure of. But we're here, we have a great show today. Uh, beautiful, beautiful blue skies here in the mountain state of Colorado. Looking for even better experiences each day of the summer. Uh, but before we, we get too deep into weather and all that pleasantry, we wanna talk about um, just a brief thought, just a brief thought. You know, think about where you come from and what it has given you to build the foundation of who you are so that when people present you with really tough decisions, you are ready to represent yourself as you believe, not as what somebody else says you should believe, but what you believe for you and the best for you. Because right now there are millions of women in this country, young and old, that are being faced with decisions that someone else has made for them. That's all I'll say about it, because if you're close to it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Have a great afternoon and a great day today, a great weekend. We're here today to talk about sports franchises and how to set one up, make it successful, give a huge impact to the community that you live in and represent that sports franchise as it should be. A wonderful sport that builds young men and women into great characters of their community. And I'm here today to talk to the owner of one of those franchises. His name is Lindsey Streeter. I, I just, every, as the more I get to know Lindsey, the more I am just marveling at how much he's accomplished at a very young age. And I say that because I'm older than him. <laughs> and he's always going to be younger than me. But he's a mature, younger man. That's another little double entendre. But we'll get into that a little bit later. He has had a lot of life experiences and we're going to talk about uh, Lindsay in just a second. But before I do that, let's make sure we, we follow our show format like we always do. We open it up with thoughts of gratitude. What, what are you grateful for? Think about that just for a minute. Take a breath. Reflect on what are you grateful for? Because gratitude is the basis and foundation for happiness. If you can seek out your moments of gratitude, you are one step closer to being a happy camper. So I'll pose that question to myself first and then ask Lindsay to weigh in on what is he grateful for? Well, I'm grateful for the fact that I'm open to new ideas and with the courage to change the things I'm not quite confident about, but I'm learning about. Um, so I am so grateful for new information, new knowledge that changes my paradigm of where I was a moment before. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Um, what are you grateful for? Hey, thanks for having me, uh, Dr. Whiteman. I, uh, today, I'm grateful for the opportunity to appear on your show. I've been out to the Rocky uh, Mountain State of, of Colorado, spent some time there trying to understand that canopy uh, that covers the airport there and have people explain it, watch birds fly around above me as I, <laughs> I traverse my way down to, to the rental car station. Uh, been there a few times, love the air, uh, love the vibe there. Uh, and just uh, I'm thankful for this opportunity to appear on your show, to reach your audience and to uh, impart with, uh, with them uh, what, what I believe it takes to be uh, successful and impactful uh, within your community. Uh, so those, thanks for having me. You are so, so welcome because you bring a, a wonderful a message uh, to us from another part of the country. But it's a universal message that I think no matter where you're at, one strives to be successful. And one strives to, with that success, leave an imprint into those that you involve uh, them into participating in what you do. And in your case, it's uh, the Savannah Hurricanes, which you're, you're wearing the wonderful Savannah Hurricanes hat there, the semi-pro men's basketball team that will start their first season in 22-23 uh, this fall. In the, um, what's it stand? TTBL stands for what? That league is the... Yeah, so that's the Triple Threat uh, Basketball Team, Basketball League. It's a league that started uh, just in its third year now uh, out of uh, York, Pennsylvania. And uh, it's grown to about 60 teams now. And uh, we're, we're, we're one of the newest franchises, and we're, we're eager to get, a, to get started here in October. 
Now, one of the things that you and I have talked about in our recent visit, I had an opportunity to meet with uh, Lindsay when we were in Savannah, <clears throat> excuse me, for a business opportunity. And Lindsay gave me some insights. And then when, when Lindsay and I parted, I decided to kind of walk around Savannah and check out the venues. And I am, I am hoping that you're going to give me some really good confirmation news about the Civic Center. I hope. Fingers crossed. If you don't, you're still going to give me some opportunistic thoughts about where the future is. But let's start with facilities. You've got a great opportunity, Savannah. Do you have the facilities at the Civic Center? So we're we're still we're still talking with the, with city officials. Um, we have to work out some some issues with finding a tarp. Uh, there'll be ice down on the Civic Center. Uh, we have a hockey team coming into Savannah, and their uh, season kind of conflicts uh, uh, with ours. Um, but uh, th- so they're going to be playing at the newer Inmark Arena. And they'll be utilizing Civic Center uh, for practice. So we, we, we got to find a tarp to put down uh, in order to put, put the floor there. But we have uh, some con- contingency plans in place uh, for another location. There's a competition style uh, or rated gym that was built for one of the high schools here. And um, it, it, it can more than accommodate us for what we're trying to do. I believe it seats about 3,000 people. And that that's, that's about where we think we'll cap out anyway. So... Um, so either way, yeah, October, we will tip off here in, in hot, muggy uh, Savannah, Georgia. And if you haven't had the chance to visit the low country here, you owe it to yourself to uh, to come and visit. Lowell, I met Lowell and I met his lovely wife, Miss Diane, and they were they were eating this place up. I'm sure yeah. he went through about 120 bucks worth of ice cream while here uh, because <laughs> it's the best in the country. Um, and the movie industry is hot here now. Uh, so so you have a lot of film uh, uh, action and activity uh, happening here uh, in, in this particular region. So uh, lot, lots to see and do here in Savannah. Well, and I was uh, touched by, with all that reference to art and uh, the development of film in Savannah, you've got the, the Savannah College of Art and Design, SCAD. Yes. It's scadulous, <laughs> the SCAD. It's a wonder, and it, it, just, it, it just wraps the downtown area of Savannah. So you've got this rich... Uh, southern uh, low country kind of feel with the moss hanging from the trees and the, the plentiful colors from flowers there. I'm, I'm painting the picture for any fan to go visit Savannah for a Hurricanes game because it is a wonderful yeah. venue. Yeah, what, what SCAD does for the region, uh, Doc, is um, it has a progressive nature uh, to what otherwise would probably be a, a lowly quaint uh, southern town. So it kind of keeps it moving ju- just a little. And uh, uh, those kids are amazing in their creativity and the things that uh, that they think about, the ingenuity, it's just amazing to talk to them and to see them and it's the success and the power of the alumni, uh, uh, that, that uh, the alumni come through uh, that school and they're, they're across the country doing great things. Well, yeah. you know, what we're talking about is, is the lead into my first question with you. We talked about facilities. That's a huge part of it. Being able to have a facility, even though it may seem small to certain people's standards at 3,000, it's better to have a place that looks filled to the rafters than it is to have a wonderful place only partially filled, like the Marlins in Florida. <laughs> they struggle with, with camera shots to make it look like they're packed. So I'm really, I'm really optimistic that you're going to find the right fit for you guys. And then there's the community. And, you know, and having that vibrant nature of the economic potential in Savannah and all the wonderful tourists, it's, it's a, actually surprised me. It's a global community because of things like SCAD and the, the businesses that are there. But my question for you is that in your business model for this basketball team and, and making, it, making it successful, how do you really want to impact the community over the obvious? Yeah, so so, good question, Doc. Um, and, and I've been asked that a couple of times now. Uh, you know, Savannah is about 145,000 people. Um, it's, a, it's a town that's uh, predominantly African American, about 53.8 percent uh, African American. Um, there's a lot of buzz here around uh, basketball, and there was a point, there was a time when uh, two of the local colleges, the uh, historically black uh, African-American community, uh, college here, um, Savannah Savannah State um, would play uh, at the time Armstrong College, which is now occupied by uh, Georgia Southern has as uh, uh, Armstrong and, and occupies that campus now, but um, they would play a, an annual game 
which would sell out the Civic Center a capacity of about 10,000 down there. Um, so this is, in fact, a basketball town. I believe it's produced four or five uh, Harlem Globetrotters, a couple of NBA stars and, and, uh, and the like. And there are a lot of basketball celebrities and others that, uh, that have chosen to live here. But, but um, to, to, to your question, the point of your question, the, the impact, my impact is not going to be measured in the, in, the, in the success of the hurricanes. It's more measured in the impact on the youth within the community. So what I'm really trying to do is to leverage the platform of the Savannah Hurricanes uh, playing professional basketball as a part of the Triple Threat Basketball League, but more importantly, uh, demonstrating their ability uh, to perform acts of goodwill in the community while working with our youth. And so we want to build character and change in our youth uh, through youth camps and seminars and, and webinars and, and visiting schools and going into classrooms and, and talking about anti-bullying and teenage pregnancy uh, and drugs uh, that plague our community. We want to be uh, on the ground should, should a tragic event in the community, a killing, a shooting, or anything of that nature. Um, we want to show up on the scene and be visible uh, ambassadors here in the community for the community, help the community heal, and to help our youth uh, to see themselves in a different light. And so I'm just at a different point uh, in my life, uh, Lowell, um, you know, uh, and I don't know uh, if you've come to this point or if others have, but um, for me, it's about my legacy at this point. Um, I had a 31 year career uh, in the United States Army. Uh, I retired uh, six years ago as a command sergeant major. And um, everything that, uh, that you see before me, you read about, um, I believe came as a result of the good Lord above and, uh, and my time in the Army. I enlisted uh, right out of high school in Washington, D.C. Uh, well, we grew up uh, uh, not having a lot uh, in, in, uh, in, in Southeast D.C. there, um, a place that uh, people like me are not supposed to make it out of, quite frankly. And, um, and as a result of an enlistment, I was able to, um, to not only finish undergraduate school, but, um, but to go on to graduate school and to do a lot of, a lot of other things uh, uh, in and around the community and to, to, you know, to land uh, uh, solid employment after I, I retired and, and to just to be able to to give something back to the community is what I'm, I'm after. It's, it's about the dash with me right now. It's about that space on your tombstone in between your, your birth date and the end date. That dash is where I'm concentrating on is what can I leave behind uh, that will impact the community and others um, long after I'm gone. I, I need my children to say certain things that I've written in my personal mission, mission statement uh, thanks to the late, great uh, Dr. Stephen Covey and what I learned uh, as, a, as a pupil and then a facilitator of the seven halves of how effective uh, people. Um, I, have a, I have a mission statement, a, a constitution, if you will, that I govern myself by. And in that constitution, there are certain things that I have said that I will aspire to be and do and to have. And, um, and I'm at that point now where um, I, I'm putting some work and some effort uh, into my legacy. Begin with the end in mind, my friend. And uh, always make sure that with that, you walk back from that end and create the plan. Create right. the plan of the goals and roles that you make unique for you. As you can tell, I've had more than my fair share of experiences with Dr. Covey. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, but, but with that being said, let's get some breadth and depth to the word community for you. And let's start with where the where the geography is for the team and their travel i know it's within four hours of savannah is where your away games will be but give the our audience a little bit of perspective of what kind of communities you're going to be touching what kind of where's your image going to go within that community yeah so um we we will uh we'll get down uh down south as far as uh where, where mickey lives down in orlando <laughs> yeah. uh and uh, there's a there's a team down there, and uh, they are talking smack. Uh, and everyone on the on the, in the low country and on the east coast seems to think that uh, they own some part of uh, of the weather system, and they're envious of our chosen name, uh, which has more more meaning than, than most people know. But um, they're, they're envious of the hurricane. So the the autumn breeze down in Orlando, they they talk some smack to us. Um, there are a couple of teams over in the Atlanta area. The big dog over there is uh, the Atlanta Storm, and they are they are talking crap to us. And our team over in Alabama, uh, and then there are a couple of teams north of us, uh, four hours north of us, 
uh, up in the Columbia area, up near near and near Charlotte, going on up towards Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, so so it's mostly the, the, the low country, and as you stated, about a four-hour radius. We try and we try and play within the confines of a day trip to keep expenses down. We are a small and growing um, league, and you know, so as an owner. Um, you know, I owe it to myself to uh, to try and keep my expenses down as much as I can. So, uh, so yeah, we're about about eight teams uh, close enough to us to uh, to get our games uh, accomplished. So, twenty game season. So we'll do ten on the road, and then the other ten uh, at home. And then there's playoff opportunities. Obviously, we'll we'll uh, expand yeah. that season. So let's talk a little bit about the educational community within the Savannah footprint that you have there, that the, the young men and your staff will be able to participate in. Who are your educational connections and the influence towards building a mindset and mindfulness? Yeah, we, we partnered with uh, Georgia Southern University, uh, and they were the first official partners on board. They were the first to really extend the, the wreath and say, hey, we, we understand the vision we know that you want to impact youth. Um, we're going to give you our facilities um, in order to host your youth basketball camps, and then we'll give you some classroom space as well, so that you can um, you can bring your players in and, and educate them, uh, and then you can uh, you can utilize that space uh, for your character camp uh, with the kids um, that you're going to bring through. So Georgia Southern's uh, on board, um, completely on board, and um, they're they're an extremely strong and accomplished. Uh, institution that's growing uh, every day and um, they uh, they built a new uh, gymnasium at their Statesboro campus um, state-of-the-art facility there um, and they'd offer that they offered us that to be utilized but that's about 45 minutes outside of uh, yep. outside of Savannah I'm really trying to keep the team uh, here in, in Savannah at all costs the campus here uh, the, the, the basketball courts don't meet uh, the prescribed standards by the Triple Threat Basketball League um, for us to for us to utilize the, the courts that are here, but they're they're sufficient enough to uh, to meet the needs of us running out camps through them. So, so that's what we're going to do. So, Lindsay, when it comes to um, practice, for example, that's a great way to promote the team. Do you have plans to go to high school and college gymnasiums to do other than camps like? Uh, a demonstration game or a scrimmage with somebody to kind of build the image of the team within the community. Yeah, so there's there are plans. I've, I've spoken to the uh, there, there are two military installations here. We have uh, Fort Stewart, uh, Georgia, and there's Hunter Army Airfield right here uh, in Savannah. Fort Stewart's about 45, 40 miles away uh, from here down in Hinesville, Georgia. Both have a post or base uh, level uh, basketball team. So we're looking at um, we're looking at playing uh, both those teams uh, here in the community to bring awareness to what we're doing and to uh, provide some unity in the partnership that we've, uh, we're forging with the, with the Army. Uh, we, we've also thought through uh, playing a first responder uh, game, oh, all-star game, where we'll bring in the police and fire department uh, and some paramedics and, uh, and we'll get out on the court and, uh, and, and we'll beat the crap out of them. So yeah, we, we, uh, we've thought this through and... <laughs> You know, you could try to get a little bit more confident and a little bit more bravado in your challenges. I'm, I'm causing, I'm thinking that you're kind of holding back a little bit. <laughs> I, I am, I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that uh, we, we have a, a tryout on the 16th of July. Several players are uh, shown interest already and are registered for that tryout. But I'm hopeful that uh, this broadcast will reach them. And it will it will it will definitely send a message as to what what I'm expecting, and that's a championship. We wanna we wanna bring a championship here to the Low Country. We also want to uh, we wanna put a product on the floor day one that's competitive. We we don't wanna be in a position of ramping up, Doc. Uh, we don't wanna look like a new or an expansion team to the league. It is it is my endeavor that we hit the floor and people feel the full effect of this hurricane that's coming. You know, I'm, I'm glad you metaphored it in that regard because I've, I've got some other thoughts for you and questions about just that, that uh, competitive nature because you've, you've already, you're going to inherit some competition when you recruit these young men to play ball for you because many of them, the basketball is not their only gig. So they've got a competitive pressure and challenge for themselves to maintain their vital position as a player, but also as a vital 
contributor to the community because more than likely they've got a full-time job and basketball is a part of it almost to some a hobby so what are you gonna what's their support strategy for that scenario yeah you're right and i believe i owe it to them to to uh ensure that as men that they achieve some level of balance between their personal recreational and their and their uh professional lives um the uh what, what we're after uh, as a hurricane what we're looking for is an attitude the, the attitude that we're looking for is we want that player that has had maybe a hiccup an injury or something that has derailed them from their dream in life of becoming an nba or, or an overseas talent uh for further uh for further employment so we're we're building a platform we've built a platform that allows us to expose these players to that fr- that future opportunity to play uh, at another level. Lindsay, so, uh, Lindsay, so that's who we're after. Lindsay, how will an individual, a young man, contact you to, to be part of that registration and to benefit from all the wonderful things that you're preparing to share with them? Yeah, we, we are on Instagram uh, currently on the Savannah Hurricanes. You can find us on Instagram. And our, our registration information is there Excellent. for our, our basketball camp. Um, right now in progress is our, our website, which is going to be uh, different from what anybody's seen here recently. It's metaverse and immersive experience that we're building. Uh, it's going to allow us to really market uh, our players. It's going to allow our players an opportunity to interact with fans and, um, and our sponsors, uh, a very robust place uh, in order for their products and services to be, uh, to be displayed as part of the sponsorship uh, package with us. So, so let's, yeah. let's give those, some of those wannabe sponsors, maybe in-place sponsors, a chance to be branded and identified here. So who, are, who have you got kind of on the deck right now? Who are you looking at? They had great positive conversations. And then who do you want? Who are those sponsors? <laughs> Yeah, so so uh, we have we have uh, of course Georgia Southern. Uh, we have uh, Figures uh, Communications, uh, founded by uh, Freddie Figures. Freddie Figures is the first ever African American uh, to own a satellite communications company, and um, so Mr. Figures was one of the first on on board to say, "Hey, uh, I'm, I'm with you, Lindsay," and um, and uh, we're we're working with several others. Nine Line Apparel. Uh, here, uh, of course, um, we're looking to partner with um, with your organization, 360 yep. uh, Mindset, to to to, uh, to help us out there with some training. Um, uh, we're talking with a few local restaurants, uh, several barber shops that will provide uh, uh, haircuts for us uh, and our players. Um, and uh, I want uh, I want Georgia Pacific. Um, I went to Georgia Ports Authority. I'm in talks with the United States Army uh, Recruiting Command currently, uh, locally, and uh, but I, I would like to I would like to get uh, the Ports Authority here in Georgia in Savannah. That is, um, I would love to have SCAD on board with me as well, and uh, and uh, uh, Georgia Pacific. I would love to. Uh... Well, we'll, you and I will obviously talk more about the healthcare industry down in Georgia and getting them uh, connected with the hurricanes because we need ankles taped and we need uh, balm and and, and, and whirlpools, (laughs) all of that kind of stuff. So maybe we can get a healthcare organization kind of in the in the bucket as well. Yeah, we we, uh, you know, my uh, my my wife uh, went to heaven two years ago, uh, founded a, a nonprofit organization called Quad E. And uh, Quadi is more preventive health than uh, than anything. But um, we uh, educate, uh, engage, uh, empower to eradicate uh, preventable sickness and disease. And they're going to provide for us that preventive, that holistic preventive health umbrella. But we'll look at our players to make sure that um, they're eating right, uh, they're living right, they're paying attention to the signs and symptoms that their bodies may may display. We want to get them to the left of any injury. Uh, by improving the decisions that they make daily in their lifestyle and their eating, so we do we do have that coverage. But um, but yeah, we need someone with the ankle tape uh, that's going <laughs> to yeah. run around and, and, and help us out too. So we got our we got our eyes and ears uh, uh, to the ground for that. 
we're going to sharpen the saw from every single level we can. <laughs> so with that being said, I want a couple of administrative things to help me with. Spell friggers for me. Figures. Figures. F -I yeah, F-I-G-G-E-R-S. All right, so no R, it's figures. And is it figures, figures communication? Yes. All right, so... And Audience, yeah. go look at Figures Communication. Let them know that you've heard it here first with the Hurricanes, the Savannah Hurricanes. And then the, the other thing I wanted to ask you about regarding um, kind of an administrative note is, is there a, you mentioned Instagram, the website is coming. Um, is there, is there a, a league kind of connection? Because TTBL, is there a yes. website for them as well? Yes, the Triple Threat Basketball League, yes. So okay. you can, uh, you can find, yeah, yeah, www.triplethreat.com, yeah. So. And, and they will be supporting all teams in the league by posting scores and updates and news? Yes, yes, and the, the schedules, uh, the schedules, uh, player stats uh, that we track, uh, and we have a live, live stream capability uh, through the league as well. So awesome. we, we, we record and live stream our games uh, real time and... Uh, and, and you cannot uh, you can catch those games uh, via the Triple Threat Basketball League's platform. Now, at the risk of sounding redundant, I mean, this question may may tip me into this risky area, but it doesn't seem like you have a problem being busy. You've you've got that pretty well locked in. Uh, but where where do you see the Hurricanes uh, having their greatest impact in the community? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a community guy. I. Uh, uh, stated, I um, do a lot. I do a lot for veterans in my day job. Uh, it's where my focus is there. And then, uh, then I uh, I volunteer uh, in a nominated a nominated position as an Army Reserve Ambassador uh, for the state of Georgia. And there, I advocate on behalf of Army Reservists uh, in, in the in this area in this state. Um, so I'm busy in that regard. But the impact of the hurricanes, I believe, the greatest impact that we're going to make is in two places. One, we're going to highlight the, the talent that lives, thrives here in, in the low country. We're going to highlight that talent and elevate uh, that talent's platform so that they are afforded the opportunity to be noticed uh, by agents and others that can provide them a greater opportunity in, uh, in the NBA, D-League, or the you know, an overseas opportunity. Uh, two is we want to impact our youth by imparting uh, character, developing training and curriculum into our youth. And that's to be measured uh, in the years to come and the feedback that we get uh, from those youth. You know, basketball, and I'm, I'm not really a, a basketball guy. I, I was a football guy. I was a quarterback. I understand football. I love it. Um, but what I understand about basketball is basketball has a, has a, a very wide funnel. Uh, the basketball funnel uh, is about 100,000 uh, to a, a narrow path of one to make it to the professional level. And so what I want to do is to is to take my basketball camp to attract these would-be basketball players into the camp as youth and then turn that funnel into a cylinder, that cylinder of life. Not, not all are going to get the opportunity to play basketball, but they, they're going to get the opportunity to participate in the game of life. And I want to impact them uh, in the game of life. And the ones that are going to become basketball players, good on them. And we will, we will catch them along the way. And, and hopefully some of them will become a hurricane down the road. But really, we're trying to impact their character so that they maintain their qualifications for all the opportunities in life. Um, I, I believe, Doc, that that, that the, the majority of the times that our players, our people, uh, our youth aren't as successful as they should be is because um, they've had a, a problem with their, their discipline or they've had a problem, a uh, flaw in their character. And some say they both can be interchanged, but um, we want to impact them there. And uh, we want to we want to talk about citizenship and we want to talk about humanity uh, with, the, with these young men. We want to teach them some life skills. We have the opportunity. I'll never forget the day my father taught me how to um, how to shake hands. And um, and I remember teaching my sons uh, how, to, how to shake hands. And, um, and I, as I meet youth and I shake their hands, I can tell who, who's been taught and, and, and who didn't have that opportunity. And so we want to impact them as young men and hopefully it'll change their lives. 
you know, you're, you're not saying something that the quality people of my world don't say all the time. You're one of, you know, so in some regards, we're talking to the choir, right? And, and everything you said are meaningful, worthwhile things to pursue, and they get results when practiced. They have outcomes that are really part of what you're saying. But within all of that, that takes courage. It takes a lot of courage to do what you're doing. And so there is already a, a built-in set of expectations for disappointment. So what are your biggest challenges to get to those platitudes, to get to those levels of performance? What are your greatest challenges? Well, one of one of my greatest challenges is if I if I don't land a venue that's that that that's attractive enough to sponsors to keep you know to keep some finances uh, uh, turned on, then I could you know I could run a risk of uh, of, of this thing derailing on me um, uh, because right now I'm financing everything, um, which is okay, which is fine, um, but uh, but yeah, so so there's a there's a challenge there's a challenge there. Um, I'll have access to the kids. Every every sponsor that's gotten on board, they've gotten on board not because they love basketball. They've gotten on board because they understand that I'm trying to impact our youth. And 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 people that have access access to uh, large numbers of youth have already pledged their support. Uh, you know, AAU programs around the country, around the around the area, I should say and recreational leagues around the area and coaches in the area have already reached out and pledged their uh, their support and they'll bring they'll bring the kids to the camp because they understand it's not just your everyday basketball camp in fact they won't even see a ball for half the day they're going to be in class understanding what it's like yeah. uh, to be good to be good to be good stewards of uh of, of, of humanity uh, i believe we all are stewards of humanity Yep. And um, so, so we'll we'll start there, and then we'll we'll sprinkle some basketball in that day. But it's just not going to be your your run of the mill uh, basketball camp. A lot of ball bouncing and drills. We're going to get to that. But, um, so we, we we'll, we'll come back to the beginning of the show and talk about gratitude. And I'll add the next level to that: an abundance mindset. And somebody said to me, you know, abundance mindset replaces and enhances a positivity mindset. And I said, well, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm going to add this piece to it. When you say abundance mindset to me, you're also telling me you're not ignoring the chance of a challenge, the chance of slipping a little bit, the chance of of an error. And when that reality comes into place, I am all in with you. It's the overly optimistic, the overly positive that don't always have a sense of reality. Um, So I'm going to put it out there with the challenge you said you had with facilities, you know, and and the building of a program and, and the sports franchise to challenge those people in Savannah. Get on board, make the decision. Let's get the tarp. <laughs> Let's cover the ice. Let's talk to the Denver the Denver Avalanche who are gonna win the, you know, the Stanley Cup today and see what they do to cover their ice <laughs> to let the Nuggets play ball. You know, let's let's make it happen. Um, that's my biggest, yeah. my biggest pitch is to talk to the people who know. Let's make this happen. That, that's good, Lord. You know they could they could give us their old tarp. Yeah, uh, I, I know it's one laying around. Um, you, you know, I've I've had uh, I've had several investors that have talked talked to me about um, us building our own arena, uh, and so we're exploring that opportunity. And um, and so if the, if the city cannot accommodate us, um, what we'll do is we will play where we can play. We'll build a following. Uh, and then we will um, we will probably build our own 3,500, 4,000 um, seat uh, arena, and we'll share that arena with the community. Um, there, there. Uh, I was in a in a meeting yesterday, and a guy told me that there are 140 basketball teams in the Low Country here, and there are two suitable facilities for them to play in. Um, I envision a place to play that allows our regional games to take place. So we'll take our youth that have made it. Uh, youth teams that have made it to the playoffs and championship and um, we'll provide a, a spot an affordable place for them to come in and play their games and also you need a centralized place for high school uh, basketball teams to play and then then we're looking at becoming a destination maybe something for dance competitions and cheerleader competitions and and some uh, gymnastic competitions to come in and play within our facility so strongly considering that um 
And uh, I have enough friends and I, I, I have enough veteran friends. And I believe if I, uh, if I really scream loud enough, um, we could raise the capital and get it done. But either way, uh, my vision is to impact the community and the youth. And um, if, if I have to build an arena to do it, we're going to do it. Yep. Well, that's, that's a great lead into my next question uh, about the leadership. Other, it's obvious right now for anybody watching and listening, you are passionate and you have an end in mind and you're building those steps today to get to that end in mind and considering that there may be bumps in the road but have adjustments and adapt adaptations to make it happen. But who else is there? Who are your other leaders as part of your group and your development of this team? Because that, that's part of the success formula. Yeah, it is. So I have uh, uh, a dynamic GM and a guy named Chris uh, Rollins, and I want to uh, have him on the show down the road. We we uh, we'll do a look back uh, to try and see if I'm if I'm on on path. And if I am on path, it's because of this guy. So Chris is a uh, uh, 26-year uh, Army veteran himself. Uh, he retired. We met about 20 20 years ago, and um, he was a leader, senior to to me. Um, at the time, and uh, Chris retired, and um, he's in the D.C. area, but he's he's moving uh, here to the Low Country. But uh, yeah, Chris will Chris will run the day-to-day operations. He'll he'll oversee the program. He'll oversee our relationships that we built uh, with our sponsors to make sure that they're on rails on, on the rails and, and, and running. And, uh, and he'll make sure that our, our coaches uh, are in line and, and and they're in tune, in touch with uh, with the vision that I've set forth. Uh, and then I have a, uh, I have a team chaplain, a guy named uh, Dr. Larry Stacy Murray Sr., uh, who's also my, my pastor, uh, and he's a basketball guy himself. Um, so he'll, he'll, give us, uh, he'll give us some spiritual coaching and some morality coaching if we need it. Uh, I have a, a, a team physician as well that'll make sure that, um, that, that, we're, that, we're, that we're living right and doing right. Uh, I have a dynamic publicist, Miss Davida Capers. Um, she's uh, got uh, television and radio uh, experience. Um, she grew up here in the area, and she has deep reach, and she uh, she understands the landscape well. She can help uh, help us uh, not only our marketing, but she can uh, she can help me uh, as I uh, as I navigate the political landscape here. Uh, in and around the area. Uh, my son, Leander, who owns Streeter uh, Design, his company, um, he's a graphic designer. Uh, he helps us to keep uh, keep things on the rail when it comes to the aesthetics of our website and uh, the placement and our, you know, our merchandising and all that stuff. So he handles that. He's a, he's a product of uh, the Charleston Institute of Art. Uh, so he graduated some years ago and he, he's, he's good at what he, what he does. So core, uh, uh, we're small, but, but mighty. I do have uh, several, several advisors that, that keep me straight, uh, that have experience at my level um, that I don't have. Um, you know, I'm, I, I think I'm so, somewhat of a leader and a visionary, but I, I do need somebody to keep me, keep me in line and, and to handle me a little. So I have a, I have a few of those that, uh, that, that keep me, keep me straight. And, um, and so, yeah, we we uh, we and we have three coaching candidates. So we are in the process of nubbing that down and figuring out um, who's going to be the head coach uh, of the Hurricanes. And, and we're looking for a leader, a leader of character, uh, a leader that can impact. And we want a leader that um, has bridled emotion. Um, I'm, I'm very uh, I'm, I'm very serious about uh, the the image. Uh, and the attitude of the Hurricanes. And I believe that a coach has a huge hand in the culture and the attitude of of a team. So we're factoring heavily into the way that our coach uh, conducts himself or herself and the way that uh, the the players respond uh, to that coaching and leadership. Uh, We we have another partner. We're partnering with uh, Savannah Dance. uh, the dance troupe here in Savannah that'll provide some halftime entertainment for us and um, it, it gives us another opportunity to highlight a local talent in the area that's doing great things and this school is ran by a, a, a retired peer of mine a retired command sergeant major that decided to open a dance school and and allow his uh, his daughter to uh, to manage it and um, so we want we want to pull alongside them and highlight the talent that they have there coming through the school and uh, provide some entertainment at the games so 
we're excited. You got you got the bases covered. I mean, you're 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 targeting the right pieces to put together to launch actually whatever the business might be. In this case, it happens to be a semi-pro professional basketball team. Um, and I'm, I'm really, you know, excited about being part of the growth and supporting the training and development of, of your crew. So with that being said, all of these bodies that you have and your, your experience with them, there's the, the piece about connection that always comes in for me. Typically when I'm introduced to an organization, it's because connections aren't as clear and as clarified as they should and could be. What are some of your strategies as a as an owner of a franchise to maintain those those clarity, especially to your admission about, I don't know everything. Don't ask me to set up a concession stand. That's not my wheelhouse. <laughs> so how do you maintain those connections? Yeah, so it, it, the connections almost maintain themselves and they maintain themselves through a shared vision. And so, uh, so the first thing I lead into any potential partnership with this is my vision for my team. And so uh, if they want to talk past the vision, then I know that they're on the team bus and yeah. in fact singing the team fight song. And so that shared, that shared belief that we can impact the community together as partners um, solidifies that relationship. And, and, and so they get added to the Rolodex. Um, the, and then the, the opportunity to highlight another business or another entity in the community that, 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 uh, that's trying to get notice and notoriety, that's trying to, to make a difference, that's trying to maintain talent. You know, we lose a lot of talent out of Savannah uh, that, that transitions to other locations because they don't believe that there's an opportunity there. The Hurricanes, in fact, want to position ourselves as that second opportunity uh, for our players, that first opportunity for our youth to get it right because because we don't, we, we, God forbid, we're dealing with second and third opportunity. Things have gotten wrong. So we want to get to them early. We want to provide something for our players to have a second opportunity. Uh, and then we want to partner with the, with the community and stay connected to them. I, I believe, you know, I, I met you, Doc, through a, through a, a shared connection. When, yeah. I, when I sat down with, with Farrah Allen, who's the CEO of the labs, uh, I sat down and had a conversation with her about um, this interactive experience I wanted to create uh, for my players to to earn uh, some revenue uh, based upon their likenesses and other things that they could do in the virtual stands and a place to position uh, merchandise for the Hurricanes and and to uh, to highlight our sponsors. Uh, she then said, I, "I got a I got a man I need for you to meet because I like your vision. And I love the fact that you want to impact." your players and your staff, and you want to make sure that they are the ambassadors of character as they go out and they share their experiences with, with youth. And that's and that's how I was introduced to you. So that, that shared commitment yep. uh, to character seems to be uh, the deciding factor that's keeping us all welded tightly together. So let's, let's take that thought and, and take a look at another community which you've referenced, which is the NBA. And I'm going to use NBA as the, the a very general definition of global professional basketball, because we also mentioned there is the international leagues all across the globe, in some cases running much more profitably with greater community impact than the NBA franchises across the United States. Um, because the NBA organization is what it is, it, it creates economic benefit to cities that are struggling. Uh, some of those in years past were Charlotte, were uh, franchises in Texas, uh, and now those are thriving. They've, they've, but they had that bootstrap kind of thought process from the NBA. So when you talk about the players having the opportunity to go to the next level of basketball, what do you see the NBA, or maybe you want the NBA to to see from the Savannah Hurricanes, so that you can. <laughs> kind of help filter the kids into that very labyrinth of confusion with the NBA? Yeah, that's a, that's a great, a very insightful question. And, uh, and it's the one I've, I've thought about myself, and, uh, but I haven't shared it with anyone. So, so, I, so when I talk about the, yeah, you're the first. <laughs> when I think through and I share with people, I want my team to be nested in the fiber and fabric of the community. Um, the first thing you have to do is define the fiber and the fabric of the community. And I think 
I think the NBA and I think with, with others could do a better job of is to really understand what plagues the community uh, that they operate within. What's really the root cause of their problems and then take the players and their influence uh, and that league's influence, take it to that problem. Um, if, if teen pregnancy is the problem within your area, then, then define it and, and, and actualize a plan that, that, that you can leverage your players against uh, that, that particular problem. I think um, as a country, a lot of times we, we overlay what we think is good stewardship and good ambassadorship. We kind of overlay a plan, but it may not reach down to the level or to the actual root cause of the, that particular region's problem. And so we want to understand Savannah's problems by letting the community tell us what the problem is. And we will modify our actions to fit the problem here. I'm, I'm that's, glad, been, that's been nested in the community. That is really important for my next question and point I wanna make with you. I recently was impressed by a movie that on first blush, I thought, oh gosh, this is gonna be some gimmicky, you know, storyline about basketball and you know the troubles and tri tribulations. It's gonna have some some sex and some nudity in it, and you know, get everybody's attention. And I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, it's the the movie called Hustle that Adam Sandler is stars in as uh, Stan Sugarman, um, a scout for the Philadelphia 76ers, and the movie showcases the struggle. The, the convoluted way they go about getting talent and the, the lack of understanding of who is this athlete. They come up with this image and definition of the talent without consideration for what does the marketplace have for me? Where do these kids come from? And I'm, I'm wondering, well, I, you, I'm gonna give you a heads up here. There are gonna be uh, snippets of that movie in the training in July because they are so poignant about what these kids need to realize. They, they kind of have a gut feeling about the trials and tribulations of entering into the international or, or NBA uh, community. But your premise of really understanding who are you, what do you need, what is the problem that we deal with here, right here, boots on ground right here. Yeah, and... and I, I can't take all the credit for having the wherewithal to examine who are you. I, I, I owe that to my time in the United States Army and my time in Army Recruiting Command, which where I was forced to really understand young men and young women where they were and, and then uh, develop a, a product in, 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 in this case, the United States Army, to shape an opportunity in the Army um, that was tailored to that individual. And so, yeah, you, you think about recruiting for the military, you usually think that you're just casting this net, you're getting kids from uh, walks of life. Many times people paint a picture of a kid on hard times, but very few, it's very few of those. It's, 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 it's clearly a cross-section of, of America from your wealthiest to your poorest. But um, what sets them all apart is that they all have a unique need of some, some unique reason uh, that they're that they're interested in talking to uh, the military. And so you have to mind down during the conversation uh, to understand exactly what that need is. Meet them where that need is uh, and then shape an enlistment experience that's going to get after that need. Uh, and so uh, looking through that lens um, uh, is, is I came up with what, what you hear today is, is I want to if I'm going to be a part of the community, uh, it's one thing to impose upon that community and try to impart with them what I think uh, their, their solutions are. But it's another thing to sit down, get knee to knee with someone, really understand what's plaguing that community. What are the barriers? What 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 are what are keeping our youth from being the best that they can be? What are keeping our players? Uh, how did this guy get to me anyway? Why isn't this player in the NBA that's that's coming here to try out for the Hurricanes? If I can understand that and get to the left of the boom a little bit, as we like to say in the Army, um, then we can form a solution that, that really gets after the problem. As we get close to the end of the show today, uh, Lindsay, talk to me a little bit about 
the preparation that you believe you're going to provide and then the outcomes from that preparation that will influence the pathway of this athlete beyond basketball. Because look at the time frame for the career in basketball for those who make it beyond the hurricanes is still short. Yes. And, and for those who don't go beyond the hurricanes, you're, you're hoping from what I'm hearing you say that they have been given a, a greater, stronger foundation of behaviors and insights that will carry them forward. What are some of those things that will translate to the next employer? What do you yeah. hope to give them that the, a, a new employer, sponsor perhaps, you know, maybe figures will look to hire somebody that because of your training and the basketball brings them into a better position to be hireable? Yeah, so, so typically, as I stated earlier, the, the typical reason that the person isn't at the next level, um, there was an injury uh, or something went wrong along the way. Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, maybe the player became a dad or a mom. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, uh, uh, maybe um, they got in some trouble. Or maybe they just didn't have the grades and they didn't finish school or they started out in a D2 or D3 school yep. and, and there was no one to notice this talent. Uh, they started out in a D2 or D2, D3 school because they didn't have the grades or they may have not had the grades because they were raised by a single mom and they had to work half the day and they were up late at night and they were sleepy and they, they were a C student or a D student. Yeah. Other than that. So there are a lot of different reasons. What I want to do is to, is to launder those reasons away. I launched those reasons away by making my players look, think, act, and mimic NBA players and what an NBA player should do when they're not holding a basketball in their hands. And what they should be doing is they should be giving back to their communities. They should be staying out of the back of police cars. They should be where they are supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. They should be able to conduct themselves around members of the opposite sex. They should be able to respect other members of other communities around them. So I wanna make sure that my players look that way. And then I'm gonna show some film that's gonna highlight their skill sets. So I'm gonna remove one image and I'm gonna show them the other image. Uh, this is what our players need to look like. So, so for me, success is defined by the impact we're gonna have in the community on our youth and how many players I can get to a better opportunity outside of the Hurricanes. If my players are spinning their wheels here in Savannah and they're just a superstar here locally, I have failed as owner of the Hurricanes. Yeah, you haven't gone full circle for your vision. Exactly. Yeah, and I like the fact that you answered my next question without me asking it. That's just powerful stuff. <laughs> how you determine the success of the Hurricanes going forward was my question and you, you gave a, an eloquent answer and right on target. But let me just highlight that a little bit by saying it's deliverables. It's not just vision. It's a vision with deliverables that represent outcomes that players, leaders, staff people can own themselves. They can see a part of themselves in your vision, which is why they line up with you in that vision. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Doc, um, our logo, our logo, the hurricane, the yep. scrolling hurricane, you know, that's carrying that ball. Um I thought of it, I shared it with my son, of course, um, I, I didn't, didn't think of the image itself, but I, I told him, I'm, you know, this region is synonymous with this this storm, this occurrence. The hurricanes, they slam up through here all the time. In fact, half the people don't even evacuate, they just ride them out because they've seen them and their grandma told them stories and they're not going anywhere. Um, but that hurricane, you think about the elements of it. Um, you, you think about this powerful storm, you think about uh, the swirling winds and the rain, um, the, the, the eye of the hurricane, that calm center, that's where that leadership lies, that direction, that's where we keep, that's where we stay focused and true to our values. And then you have the, the powerful eye wall where the wind and the rain and the effect of that storm is, and that's where our players lie. And that's the impact they're going to make on the court, and that's the impact they're going to make with youth. And then there's an after effect, after that storm goes through, that's the legacy. That's what we leave behind in our wake, in our path that we've taken to come through the community. So that's why we have this emblem that we have. It's just not for show. It means something. It anchors us onto something, keeps us focused on what we're about. And, and, and our mantra is something to play for. And that something to play for can be internal to the team or it can be something out in the community. But we want to rally around each game has a defined element of what are we playing for today? 
Uh, we, we plan on playing for breast cancer next October. Uh, breast cancer uh, is what my wife came to, and it's the reason she's in heaven today. And um, it's the reason that Quadi continues to, to move. And, um, and we're going to dress in pink and we're going to urge others to do so. And we're going to we're going to discount some tickets uh, so that they date they, for, for, as a reward for them doing it. But um, we're going to play for breast cancer a, a game a year. We're going to play for our veterans. We're going to play for our first responders. Um, we're going to play for homeless children because Mr. Figures, if you read his story, Mr. Figures was uh, was an abandoned child. Uh, and um and he, he provides through his foundation bicycles uh, for in the partnership with the Hurricanes for us to give out in the community uh, to our homeless uh, and, and, and orphaned children. So um, we're going to play for those children. So something to play for is our mantra. And again, it goes back to being anchored and nested within the fiber of the community. We're going to get that something to play for. We have uh, talked about a number of things, but the central focus has been about vision and about bringing some real action to your commitment, your being whoever your is, the leaders, yourself, and others that you bring in, a commitment that represents an action aligned with the vision. Too often, visions are created, they sound good, they look good on paper, but the actions are not aligned. The commitment to have what you say you want to be and then doing what is necessary to get that done isn't there. As Stephen Covey would say, the end is not in mind. You did not have a clear understanding of what was needed to do that. You did not sharpen the saw to take care of you so that you could participate. You know, it's, it's interesting to me how, um, how wise and, and, and almost like a soothsayer Farrah Allen was in bringing the two of us together because the connections, especially when you mentioned Stephen Covey in our first face-to-face meeting, we just kind of went, whoa, there, <laughs> there's a, a common yes. ground to, to fit into. So as, as we get close to the close of the show, I just wanted to, to sum up where I'm at with what you're saying and that everybody out there should take an interest in, in, in Googling, you know, Googling's like Kleenex. It's a common word. Google it. Savannah Hurricanes, pro basketball. Check them out. October is when they start their 22-23 season. We will let you know at what facility will be their home court. But nonetheless, you've heard it here first. There are plans in place to make that happen uh, with leadership and sponsorship that is locked into the vision of a, a program that really is, you know, like I said, you, you've got courage, my friend. You've got a lot of courage, but you're not foreign to stepping up when you need to, uh, even when you're not asked, probably. <laughs> Yes. So yes. give 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 I've our audience. <laughs> I've had some voluntold courage a few times in my life. Give give um, our audience, Lindsay, uh, the takeaway you want them to have from today's conversation in preparation for the future. Yeah, I, I would I would like him to know that um, this is just not your your ordinary sports franchise. Um, you know, we're we're not trying to uh, become wealthy uh, or famous as a result of a, of a franchise ownership. Um, we're, we're really trying to, to make our game experience an affordable one. I envision, I envision a child that has never, never thought they'd be able to see a basketball game, a pro basketball game, or be sitting in a seat uh, for about ten dollars uh, watching the Hurricanes play. And, um, and if I have to uh, find a, a sponsor that'll help ensure that uh, that I can, I can, they can experience that price point, we will. I, I'd ask you to examine our, uh, our our mission and vision statements when they're posted. I'd ask you to challenge me uh, to, to, to maintain the course. Uh, if you see that we're not in line with the things I've shared today, please reach out. I'm on LinkedIn uh, as well. Uh, reach out and jerk my chain because I am committed uh, to impacting the community, impacting our youth on in route to basketball. I want them to be good citizens uh, in life. And I want to highlight uh, some of this talent that we have in low country and elevate their platform so they have a bigger and a better opportunity to provide uh, finances and comfort to their families and realize their dreams of basketball. So I appreciate the time here. You asked me in the beginning, what was I thankful for? I am, I'm thankful for friends like you, or I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative to uh, what you do. I, 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 I love the fact that you shared uh, your platform and your people uh, with me today. And, uh, and you shared your beautiful wife. Let me shake her hand. 
and, and meet her. And uh, and I, I understand, man, what drives you. I got it all day long. I met it. <laughs> I talked to it. Yeah. I know. I know what's going on now. Yeah, so, she has a new you. name, Miss Diane. <laughs> uh, you brought the culture to my house, my friend. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, as we as we part for today, I want to remind everybody to take a look at Lindsay G. Streeter on Instagram, or not sorry, not Instagram on LinkedIn, and then the Savannah Hurricanes on Instagram. Share your thoughts. You want to watch a great program develop right in front of you? This is the first season, 2022-23, for the Savannah Hurricanes and the wonderful work that Lindsay Streeter has already put down as a foundation with his his uh, leadership with Chris Rollins and his family and friends within the Savannah uh, area and the arm, I'll just call it the Army Corps of Lindsay because who, who knows going to show up in line and, and step, you know, to, to the, the beat of uh, the, the sweet song that uh, your daughter, did your daughter create this song, my, Lindsay? My niece. Your my niece. niece. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're the Hurricanes. So yeah. we'll get a copy of it over to you and yeah. you can share it with your yeah. Yeah, catchy beat and, uh, it actually sums up what we're about.